the Internet's most listened to talk radio network, VoiceAmerica.com, with Joyce Bender and Disability Matters. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show, and I am live today from Anthem, Blue Cross, Blue Shield in Richmond, Virginia, a WellPoint company. And I want to say a special greetings to David Casey and Barb Q and Scott Weaver and all my great friends here at WellPoint and Anthem that really were just so gracious to me and provided the space for me today to do this show. And listen, to Jerome Bettis and Ben Roethlisberger, you better win next week because if not, I'm going to be wearing that Indiana Colts jersey the next time I go to Indianapolis, and we don't want to do that. We want to see David Casey with the Pittsburgh Steelers jersey on, and that is, in fact, where my special guest, Stan Holbrook, is at today right in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and Stan, I know you don't want to see me wear that Indiana, Indianapolis Colts jersey either, right? Of course not. We don't want not. that. <laughs> we don't want that. We And by the way, what a great game. What a great game we had this weekend. If you're in Pittsburgh, anywhere you are in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, believe me, you're wearing black and gold or you're seeing black and gold, whether you're at the airport, no matter where you are, you are wearing black and gold. That's one thing about us Pittsburghers. No matter where you are in the United States, still a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. That's right. That's right. Right, Stan? Yes, it is. I have black and gold on now. See what I mean? Look, this was really prepared. <laughs> I can't That's... wait for the Colts. <laughs> All right. Okay, David, I hope you heard that. And listen, it is an honor for me to have Stan Holbrook as my guest today because not only is he the president and executive director of Three Rivers Council for Independent Living, but he is an at-large delegate to the White House on aging and on the National Board of uh, Nickel and really just really involved nationally in this whole area of civil rights for people with disabilities. So, Stan Welcome to the show. We're honored to have you with us. Thank you for having me, Joan. I really appreciate it. It's an honor for me also. Okay. Well, listen, let's begin by you telling our listeners how you first became involved in the disability area because, again, our guest is Stan Holbrook, who is the president and executive director of Three Rivers Council for Independent Living, and Stan, tell everyone how you got involved for those people that don't know you. Well, it's very funny how I got involved in the, in the area of disability. I was working at a job that was quite comfortable. I had risen up the ranks. The area I was supervising was, it was on cruise control. Everything was going right. And I saw an ad in the paper, and I said, I, what is that? What is that organization there? And I called up the ad, and I talked to the executive director there. And I got interested. And not only did I get interested, I, I sent my resume in for the position. And my talk with the executive director about the rights of people with disability 
it kind of took my heart. It, it took my heart. Me being an African American, I know that civil rights is something that I face daily, but I never thought of it from the area of disability. The other thing I didn't know was I had just been a kidney transplant recipient. And I know they offered me Social Security disability, but I didn't know that since I had a chronic renal failure that I was a person with a disability. And I didn't act like a person with a disability, and I felt I was almost called to come to this organization to learn to fight the good fight and, and to move forward and move the agency forward in the disability movement and, and provide advocacy and just do whatever I could to impact people's lives. And so I'm here today, and that was five years ago. And to tell you the truth, I know that it was the right thing for me to do because I've been placed in position to do a lot of things and impact a lot of people's lives. So that day that I wondered, I'm glad I just took a step to find out what it was all about. Well, we're glad you did also. And, Stan, I'm really glad you told that story because, you know, many people do not realize that there are so many types of disabilities and that you are covered under the Americans with Disabilities Act and you are considered a person with a disability, and certainly uh, having a kidney transplant, as you mentioned, uh, is definitely, you know, a, a disability. And I have hired people who have had kidney transplants or who have had double transplants, actually, and I remember interviewing this one person, Stan. I'll never forget. He had had a kidney pancreas transplant. And before I said, hey, I want to bring you aboard, the first thing he said to me was, before you consider hiring me, you know, I'm going to really be a, I could be a problem for your health care. You know, you may not want to hire me because of the health care. And, of course, that was not true. That was, you know, didn't even matter and was not a factor. And I just want to tell all of our listeners that, you know, I've been in business now hiring people with disabilities for 11 years, and I have people who've worked for me who haven't missed a day of work in 8, 9, and 10 years other than, of course, you know, vacation and holidays. Um, and, and people don't understand, really, that all, you know, the things they're going through, they are a person with a disability. So I'm really glad that you brought that forward, and I'm also glad that, uh, that you were interested in becoming a civil rights leader yes. uh, for us. Yes, and I am. We're proud to have you in Pittsburgh. And, Stan, now, how about telling our listeners a little bit about Trickle, which is the group we're talking about in Pittsburgh, uh, because there are independent living centers all across the United States. We're very proud of ours, but why don't you take a minute and explain that to our listeners? Okay. Um, Trickle stands for Three Rivers Center for Independent Living. Um, actually, it was created in 1980. Uh, it was a grant-funded demonstration program of the Rehab Services Administration, uh, and it was given to Harmerville in the Pittsburgh area to run this demonstration. And it ran pretty well. So in 1983, Trickle established itself as a community-based nonprofit center for independent living. And just to give you a little bit on Centers for Independent Living, the Center for Independent Living is a non-residential, nonprofit human service agency. 
Its purpose is to enable people with disabilities to live productive lives within the community. And we have several methods to do that by. What is unique about Centers for Independent Living that they're mandated by law, federal law, to have 51% of the staff be people with disabilities and 51% of the board be people with disabilities. Um, Trickle itself is pretty unique. We have a kind of unique board structure. We have a parent board and, and three subsidiaries, so we can um, go about our business doing well. And the subsidiaries are uh, our services board, our foundation board that does fundraising, and we also have a real estate board. And the only real estate we have is our building. But for legal purposes, we needed to uh, start that corporation. One of the good things I want to tell you about Trickle is um, we do four core services. That's what all SEALs have to do, and there's skills training, information referral, advocacy, and peer support. Those are the things we have to do, and they're trying to do nursing home transition as a core service. Um, I don't know where that is right now, but we do nursing home transition Anyway, here, we've been doing that for 20 years, and we do it very well, and I'm proud to say that we do that very well. We deliver eight home and community-based waivers, and we, we consider ourselves stalwarts in the community when we work and, and promote advocacy and systems change for people with disabilities. That's the short version. Well, let, let me just mention something about that. Three Rivers Center for Independent Living, in which Stan is the executive director and president of, Three Rivers Center for Independent Living has been, as he mentioned, premier in the area of helping people with disabilities who are imprisoned in a nursing home and shouldn't be there, getting them out to have an independent life. And to me, I think that is so phenomenal, Stan, that you do that. I, I, I've met some of these people, and I don't think there is any price tag you could put on the feeling and the of reward seeing someone getting into independent living. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. And and each one's different. There's always a different joy that the staff feels with each transition into the community. And it's something that we pride ourselves into. It's something we've become rather good at. And it's something we're doing now at a pretty good pace right now. There's a lot of initiatives in Pennsylvania for nursing home transition, and we're part of each of those initiatives. And so we are, we have geared up and, and we're doing very well. We're transitioning lots of people out, out into the community and making sure they're safe, and just making sure they have that chance to self-direct their lives in the least restrictive setting of their choice. Well, we're going to talk more about that when we come back from this break, but you're listening to Stan Holbrook, President and Executive Director of Three Rivers Center for Independent Living and an at-large delegate to the White House Conference on Aging and on the National Board of Nickel. This is Joyce Bender, the voice of voiceamerica.com, and we'll be right back.
the world leader in Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. At Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Have you put down the morning paper in disgust because they weren't reporting what you wanted to read? Have you wondered why there aren't more women's voices in the news? Well, so have I, and we're about to change that. This is former Minnesota State Senator Ember Reichgott Young. I hope you'll join me for a new radio show every Thursday all about women on the move. We'll look at what's missing in the news, the issues often ignored in mainstream media, like how does Social Security reform really affect women? Why is the Department of Labor proposing to stop collecting workforce data on women? What role will women play in Iraq's new government? We'll create that debate right here. The Ember Reichgott Young Show will have prominent women you know and inspiring women you don't know. We'll share stories of women's leadership, courage, and vision. We just need you to be part of the conversation. So join us for the Ember Reichgott Young Show every Thursday at 1 p.m. Central Time. It's all about you, women on the move, on voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet talk radio. Internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome back to our show. We are talking to Stan Holbrook, President and Executive Director of Three Rivers Center for Independent Living in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, and what we were just talking about before the break is how Trickle, which is the short name for Three Rivers Center for Independent Living, has worked for years, and I mean over 20 years, to move people with disabilities out of the nursing home into independent living, out of prison, on their own. And you know, Stan, one really terrible thing that happened is, and John Lancaster, who is the head nationally of Nickel, uh, when he, he was on my radio show, also mentioned this, and so did Marcy Roth from the Spinal Cord uh, uh, Organization, 
talked about how after Katrina, so many people were put in nursing homes. And unfortunately, the people with disabilities, some of these people are still there. And, you know, you've, everyone has to understand that, you know, when you are, have your mind and you're able to function, there's no reason you should be in a nursing home. Right, definitely. Definitely. And that's a very powerful group, though, to go up against. Yes, it is. I, 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 in fact, when you're talking about and you're speaking of nursing home providers. Yes. Uh, speaking of nursing home providers, I, I, they are such a powerful group that if you really look into the budget reconciliation bill that was passed, I think the real problem of politics and resources, when you look at that and what has passed and how it's going to hurt people with disabilities, the nursing home providers lobby such in, in such intensity that they get their way. Mm-hmm. They get their way. They get their way, and, and if you look at the Medicaid option, it's an entitlement for nursing home. But if you want home and community-based services, you know, that's not an entitlement. That's an option, and long as you're, you know, it's not the first option also. It's not the first option. And, and think about the Katrina victims that are still in a nursing home. Yes. No way out. And you mentioned this. And, and, and even the people got lost that were in nursing homes that we don't know where they are now. I mean, that was such a disaster. But just the fact of being locked up in a place that you don't want to be, to not being served well, um, health dissipating, it, it, it just frightens me, the fact that people can go to a nursing home and, and lose all desire to live. Well, Stan, we received many questions uh, by email and from our listeners, and uh, one of the questions that has been posed is, how is it being tracked, Mr. Holbrook, how is it being tracked what happens to victims from the hurricane and from Katrina who are in nursing homes? What is happening to get them out? Well, as far as I know, uh, there's really no coordination of, Medicaid or any services after you know during the aftermath of um, Katrina, there's nowhere. I, I, I looked at an email, an article from the San Antonio Express, and there's uh, significant problems with even trying to track the waivers, let alone where people are at. There's no coordination of delivery of services. Um, there's limiting limitations of prescriptions. Uh, in Louisiana especially, and, and and I think it's eight in Louisiana, but in Texas it's only three. So you're talking about um, people not being medicated well, and then for those people that have multiple medication-intensive conditions, you know, there it's really problemsome, and there's no tracking system. There's no way to know if everyone's being served. I can just tell you that they're not being served as they, as they should be. People don't know who was sent where. And I don't know if that answers the question, but there is no tracking system. There's some efforts to try to identify and obtain um, financial and medical and mental health assistance that are required, but there's no tracking of this. And, and this is the real problem in this. Uh, it's, it's just a mess. 
It is, and that is terrible. You know, and again, for all of our listeners, remember, a lot of people uh, with disabilities, you know, wheelchair users or people with significant disabilities, uh, after the hurricane went to, were put in nursing homes, and now, of course, their homes are gone. So the question is, where are they and how do you get them back? And and that is uh, a, that is a terrible situation to be in, <clears throat> let alone for people who who just have been put in nursing homes that shouldn't be in nursing homes. That's why what Stan is doing at Three River Center for Independent Living is absolutely so important. And Stan, uh, in your opinion, <clears throat> what does it mean for people with disabilities to be independent? What does that mean to you? In my opinion, I believe being independent for a person with a disability is having the choice on how they control their lives, equal access to the American dream, you know. Um, being in charge of their destiny, and, and if I could take it further, I don't know if this is visionary or not, but even not let, letting the attitudes, the attitudinal barriers stop them from achieving any goal they wish to achieve in life. And that's what I think it is, being able to live and flourish in the least restrictive environment possible. Right, and <clears throat> not being labeled, not being limited, uh, not being denied access as you pointed out, to the American dream. Right. And, and that's what I love about the independent living centers is that you are also an advocacy group and that you are getting the message out to people and trying to get people united. You know, we have 54 million Americans with disabilities, and yet, you know, we're not united. Imagine, right. imagine if we were when someone would run for president, the power we would have. Um, from what I understand, I don't remember the source, but if the disability community voted full, if they were united and they voted at 100%, they would have changed every presidential election with the exception of two, and I forget who those, those are. Yeah. Well, of course, because of the power. Exactly. And you know, that's why I always tell people, register to vote. Register to vote. I don't care if you are voting Republican or Democrat. What I care about is register to vote. Yeah. That's where the power is. When you can go forward and say we have 10 million new registered voters, yes, that's indeed. when we're going to influence people and get their attention. And, and speaking of getting their attention, Stan, I believe many people with disabilities you know, I don't think they get the full impact of legislation and issues um, and changes such as what could happen with Medicaid, which you already started talking about that a little bit. Right. I don't think sometimes, and that's, again, why I think Three River Center for Independent Living and all the independent living centers are so important, is that sometimes when people vote or when things get passed, they don't realize how it's going to impact them. I wonder if you could talk about that a little bit in reference to Medicaid, for example. In reference to Medicaid, I, I, I definitely will. The first thing I want to say is our attitude, no barriers to 
not being able to change the system, to not being influenced the system, to thinking we're one vote, that stops a lot of people from just registering at all. But when you think as a united body, we are a powerful, a powerful group that can change legislation. When you think of it in that matter, then you register and then you get the politicians to do what you need them to do if they want to be reelected. When it comes to Medicaid, quite simple. The way the budget reconciliation bill is right now, it would put it, it would set back the efforts to provide community services to people with disabilities. Not only people with disabilities, but all poor people. One of the things it does, and and I'm talking about Section 6086. This is the conference report that went went down when the budget reconciliation was voted on. It creates a new Medicaid option. Um, for the states to provide home and community-based services to Medicaid uh, beneficiaries up to about 150%, I believe, of the poverty level without determining whether individuals require institutional level of care. But then it gives states the authority to cap eligibility. It all, And this is real dangerous when it comes to essential services, which will create waiting lists. And, and which will not serve people. And just that alone means we need to get out and vote. Just that alone means we need to go and push some buttons. We send national alerts all the time where we break down legislation. And we break down legislation and say how it will impact people with disabilities. And we send it out to our grassroots network because we need them to constantly call legislators, those in position of power and those not, to influence the legislation so legislation is not passed or enacted. I can say for myself that a lot of legislation passes, but it's not enacted. The ADA was passed in 1990, and everyone still isn't on board, even though we've made giant hoops. You know, we've gotten some progress with the, the American Disabilities Act. Everyone's still not on board because it's not being thoroughly enacted. And while it's not being thoroughly enacted, if you watch the legislation, you find that people are weakening the legislation. There are there are resolutions coming up to weaken the legislation yearly, and we need to be on our on, on cue. Too. We do. We we need to be on that. Uh-huh. And when we come back from break, I want to talk more about that. If you're listening right now, don't miss it. We're talking to Stan Holbrook, the president and executive director of Three River Center for Independent Living in Pittsburgh, PA. This is Joyce Bender, the voice of voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. the world together. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. 
At Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Hello, this is Rory Goray, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race dog. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com. The world leader in Internet talk radio. Internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. If you have a question or comment for Joyce or her guest, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now back to Disability Matters. Here's Joyce Bender. And welcome back. We are talking to Stan Holbrook, President and Executive Director of Three Rivers Center for Independent Living. And what a great honor it is for us to have him with us. And he is working, as Miss Patty LaBelle said, to break down attitudinal barriers. But before, before we went to break there, what Stan and, and I were talking about is the recent uh, tie-breaking vote in reference to what would impact funding for Medicaid, and it is it, it is going to go back to vote again in February. Is that right, Stan? Yes. Yes, I think there was some snafu um, for organizational procedure that means that it, it needs to go back um, February. And so w- there will be another vote. So I don't believe anything's over until it's over. It was a rule of order. Uh, there was a point of order that wasn't followed or something of that nature. I'm not sure. But anyway, it goes back in February. So um, the House probably will have to vote. I think the House will have to vote on, on the nation's priorities. And it's an election year, which is good for us. We were talking about um, 
elections. This is something that if people vote for this budget reconciliation as it is, we can, if we're out there in numbers, we can almost assure them that they won't be back during the election year. I think that's the strategy we need to take. Yes, yeah, so now if you're listening to the show, understand this. If there had not been that procedural issue that occurred and this had gone through and if this had passed, this would have been terrible for people with disabilities because they would have lost. You would have lost. You've got to pay attention. You've got to pay attention to what's going on and how it impacts you. So right now, you need to pick up that telephone. If you're listening to the show, call your legislator and tell them what Stan just said. We do not want you to vote for this. We want to the budget reconciliation. We want no impact to Medicaid that's negative or we won't be voting for you. No question. And you know what? Again, sometimes when you find this out, it's too late. As Stan said, I, many people don't realize this, but over the past 10 years, the Americans with Disabilities Act, which is the greatest civil rights legislation, has really been weakened by rulings in the Supreme Court that has weakened the Americans with Disabilities Act. And, you know, this impacts not only people with disabilities, but the non-disabled, because remember, you can join this group at any time. And, and if you do, believe me, you will want to know there's a strong Americans with Disabilities Act. Stan, what do you do at Trickle to help educate people you are working with? Well, we, we offer a number of things. Oh. Now, when we're at Trickle, are you talking about our our consumers or the staff? Because I I, I look at both. Um, well, feel free to talk about <laughs> for for the staff especially. We keep them updated on current legislation and what it means. We have an advocacy day on a monthly basis where some of the staff are working to do some advocacy because there's always a bill on the line that needs to be either endorsed or challenged. So that could be letter writing, that could be visits to the local legislative office. And we also probably, we have a couple of um, times when we go to the capital of, of Pennsylvania, Harrisburg, um, to do legislative vis uh, visits mainly in May, depending on um, what bill or resolution we need passed or need stopped. Um, for the consumers, we do advocacy in a number of ways. Uh, we bring the consumers in. They have We have several advisory committees, and they want legislative updates. So we give them legislative updates. We break down the bill on how it's good or how it's bad, and then we help them or work with them, not help them. We work with them to write letters and to make phone calls here at the center either endorse, to endorse or, or oppose uh, bills that are on the floor. And if this has worked with great, I'd say this has been a great act, uh, impact for consumers and staff alike. We also, the National Conference on Independent Living, we also bring some consumers along with us. And at that conference, if you're not familiar, they enact the time that there was a march on the Capitol. In that capital, that march resulted into federal funding for SEALs. 
So we bring them along, and we march down on the Capitol with with people from around the country, and then we do legislative visits and using talking points that we've created. So we give them the ability to know how to go into a legislative office, what to say and what to come back out of it. And so on a legislative advocacy basis, that's basically what we do. Individually, we also train folks to be able to address uh, discrimination or any issue that is specific to that happened to them particularly, but it's specific to all people with disabilities, like an inaccessible restaurant or not being able to get a service you need. Uh, we work extensively with folks in the nursing homes and in the community on individual advocacy. Well, I'll tell you what, education is the key on both ends as far as I'm concerned because we all need to work together or we won't be able to create any change. And uh, I commend you on that, Stan. And as I mentioned earlier, we're very excited. We know you are an at-large delegate on the Health and Long-Term Care Committee for the White House Conference on Aging, in addition to being on the national board. But why don't you talk to us for a minute about what that is and what that means to you to be a delegate to the White House? Well, being a delegate to the White House Conference on Aging was a tremendous opportunity and, and quite frankly, a blessing to me. I got a chance to mix with a variety of perspectives when it came to aging and how policy will be set for aging over the next 20 years. I think it was a world of knowledge that I gained, but the unique thing I got was to put out the views for the disability community in every group I worked in. Every group I worked in, I made sure that the disability group, uh, issues were heard and basically part of recommendations. So I, I just thought it was a great thing for me, looking at the larger picture, but the larger picture always uh, entails the smaller, the grassroots, the local picture. It all has to fuse together. And I think being in a local, regional area where I look at those issues and then transcending them into the larger picture, I, I, I believe I... I gained a breadth of knowledge that that was helpful within that um, delegation of of 1,200 people. It was a great time. It was a a time to quickly build consensus, and I I, I just thought it was just a blessing to be part of it. Now the flip side of that is, what is the White House going to do with the information? Right, right. When what when was this held? This was held um, December 11th through the 14th. Well, I know. I read so much about that, and I know that that had a lot of press, you know, in the media. And, and it's so great you went to that and that you were a, a delegate to the White House on that conference because think of it. If you live in Allegheny County in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, <coughs> we know we have a very aging population, one right. of the oldest in the United States. And 
people don't realize that as they get older, they also acquire and run into disabilities and disability issues, and I just think that's so great that you were able to go. Um, were there any parts of it that were, like, really a high point for you? <laughs> I'll tell you one high point, and everyone might not think it's a high point, but there it appears that the White House Conference on Aging kind of changed. And I believe that all the recommendations came from uh, the committees and all the group work and forms they had over the last 18 months. And the rule used to be 10% should come from the floor. They changed the rule, and there were some folks that were up in arms. And even though they didn't win, it was great how the, how the states mobilized around this. I thought that was a high point to me. Uh, the other high point was just everybody's enthusiasm. Every group I was in, everybody was passionate about aging in place and, 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 and having opportunity there for all. So that's a general high point. It, it was really high point there, but the mobilization of states working together, that was really something that uh, caught my eye. Well, that would be exciting for anyone to be a delegate to the White House for that conference, and we're just glad we had you there, Stan. And we'll be right back to close the show. If you've just tuned in, we're talking to Stan Holbrook, the President and Executive Director of Three Rivers Center for Independent Living. This is Joyce Bender on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. At Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. 
Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for Powerful Prayer with host Connie Coddington. Each week, Connie and her guests will explain the healing system called Christian Science and share stories of how they have used the spiritual laws of God to bring healing to their lives. You can learn how to bring healing to your life, too. So tune in to Powerful Prayer with host Connie Coddington every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, only on Voice America, America's Voice. My name is Maxine Thompson, and I am America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet talk radio. radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome back to the show. We're talking to Stan Holbrook, President and Executive Director of Three Rivers Center for Independent Living. And I think we have a call on the line. Hello. Hey, this is Joan Stein from Pittsburgh. Hey, Joan, how are you today? I'm terrific. Joyce, hi, Stan, how are you? How are you, Joan? I'm terrific. Um, well, I, I go way, way back to, to, let, uh, to let the listeners know, um, as President and CEO of Accessibility Development Associates, ADA Incorporated, we, um, we are the partner to Three River Center for Independent Living, and actually in 1990, um, I became the Director of Development and Public Relations for um, Three River Center for Independent Living, and when the ADA was signed into law, we decided that as an organization that was comprised primarily of individuals with disabilities, that we knew that the ADA was going to create a huge need among the business community for credible and competent um, expertise on accessibility issues. So we launched into a business and um, created ADA Incorporated as the wholly owned for-profit subsidiary of Trickle as the uh, nonprofit parent. And um, much to the surprise of uh, many people around who said, how can a nonprofit own a for-profit? And, and you can. And um, we operated that way. And in 1998, my Three partners and I purchased the majority of the company, so Trickle has been our partner since 1998, and we've, we've worked very well together, I think. Don't, wouldn't you say, Stan? I think so, very yes. well. Yes, and um, I, I just have to say that, that the role that, um, that Centers for Independent Living play across the country in empowering people with disabilities to lead independent and productive lives cannot be understated. Um, it's, it's just... It, it's a role that everybody in the community has to understand that people with disabilities, you know, we number in excess, you know, you, you hear the numbers and, and they go all over the chart, but in, in excess of 54 million Americans have disabilities and we need to be able to be empowered to lead productive lives and as Joyce always um, advocates and, and has done so powerfully in, in Helping people, assisting people to to get well-paying, productive jobs in the community. We also, what centers do, is help people to be able to get up and get dressed and and get out of the house and get to work. So it's 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 all part of the package. And I think that we're all we all are so 
integral to um, to making life successful for everyone. And you know, when you when you when you give someone freedom, Joyce, right? Right. You, you, you get a job, you become free, and you become a taxpayer. And so, you know, we're all in this together. And, and the importance, I've seen such a tremendous growth in the independent living movement since, you know, since I, I became a staff member at Trickle 15 years ago, 16 years ago now. And, um, you know, owning my own company now and, and you know, running ADA Inc. and, and really playing playing that role in helping organizations to remove barriers so that people with disabilities can enter and participate is such such an important part of it. So I'm very pleased that as a company we continue our partnership with Trickle and to continue nationally to promote the role that um, that Centers for Independent Living play in each and every community. And I think that other centers can take the lead that Trickle took 16 years ago, which was a leap of faith. <laughs> it very much was a leap of faith to say, can we do this? And we didn't stop for very long to think, could we do it? We just did it. And um, I think uh, in looking back, we'd do it again. Well, you know what, Joan? First of all, I just want to say to all of our listeners, Joan is the CEO of Accessibility Development Associates is a premier nationally known company providing accessibility for people with disabilities. And Joan has been on this show before and calls in every so often. And that only, once again, is because of her incredible commitment to the lives of people with disabilities. And I just say that that just shows how innovative Three River Center for Independent Living really is to even come up with this idea and mm-hmm. to have this partnership is really just speaks volumes about what can be accomplished. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The sky's the limit. And you're, you're really, when you think about it and you have to look at it, people with disabilities have, the only limitations we have are twofold. The environment that people build and our own imaginations. And yes. when people say to me, well, we don't think you can do that, we just say, well, sit back and watch us. That's right. That is right. And, and 16 Jen, years Jen, ago, they said, we don't think you can do that. And we said, well, sit back and watch us. And you did. Mm-hmm. And Trickle did. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Joan, before you go, um, an announcement that I wanted to make that I you know, did not get to make earlier, but that I wanted to make on the air today, is that Governor, former Governor Tom Rich will be the new chairman of the National Organization on Disability. Oh, that's and, excellent. Uh, and Mike DeLand will become the president. And I just want to say to NOD, wow. Good choice. That's all I can say. If mm-hmm. you have Tom Ridge, you have the best person you could possibly oh, have absolutely. as the chair, and that is great news. That's excellent news. Right. That's excellent news. Absolutely, because you know when when you think back, and 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 look at Pennsylvania's leadership when you look back across the years with having Dick Thornburg as a governor of Pennsylvania and his leadership in disability issues, and Tom Ridge as governor of Pennsylvania and his leadership 
in disability issues and look at what they then went ahead to do at a federal level with Dick Thornburg implementing the regulations for the Americans with Disabilities Act as the Attorney General under former President George Bush and then the efforts that Tom Ridge made as the first Secretary of Homeland Security and ensuring that as a secretary under the pres- under the Bush administration, ensuring that people with disabilities got full employment opportunity. Yes, that's right. Uh, I agree with you, and I, I want to just say once again, congratulations to Governor Tom Ridge. Absolutely. Former Secretary of Department of Homeland Security. Absolutely. Couldn't be a, couldn't be a better person. Joan, thank you very much for uh, okay. calling in, and uh, we'll look forward to hearing from you again. Absolutely. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. So, Stan, you've accomplished a lot in your life already. That's very obvious. What would you say has been your greatest accomplishment? Ooh, you know, that's that's a hard one. It, um, I, I, I think my greatest accomplishment is to finally figure out that I'm only limited by my disbelief. I'm only limited, if there's any limit at all, by my being a, being afraid to take a, a shot or take a chance at that opportunity. I, I think learning that and and internalizing that has helped me to move forward here, not only in trickle, but and some of the even in the circles I've been positioned in, in Nickel and at the White House Conference on Aging and even with the American Society of Aging, I, I've learned that there is no limit to us, you know, long as we reach for the sky and, and long as I'm impacting others. That's the other thing. If, if, if I'm bound by trying to if I'm if my motivation is move is for myself, uh, I'm limited anyway. If my motivation is to impact people, and and, and do a excellent job in doing that, going to another level, then there is no bound to what I myself or anyone else can do. And I think that's my greatest accomplishment. It's not accomplishment of graduating out of school or or. Um, going to the White House conference, I think that's my greatest accomplishment, and, and that's the accomplishment that moves me to the next level. Well, that is great, though, that you know that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that is. And, boy, isn't that a lesson for so many other people to learn. And how about at Trickle? What are your goals for uh, Trickle now that you're the executive director? Well, at Trickle, we've been experiencing great growth. We have over 100 staff people now. And we have one, two, three, four locations in western Pennsylvania. But what I want to instill in Trickle, one of the things nonprofit lingo is become a high-performing organization. I want Trickle to be a high-impact organization. Impact meaning impacting the consumer, always striving for excellence. So... That's what I'm trying to do is not only transition us into a high-impact organization, 
also looking to be proactive when it comes to providing service for people with disabilities and even when it comes into the research area, just to be proactive instead of reactive. A lot of times we get caught in the reactive mode and, and we never blossom to what we can be. So I want us to be proactive instead of reactive too. And we have a, just like ADA was one of those little nuggets, we have a couple other nuggets I'm not at liberty to say right now that we're trying to move forward in a proactive um, way to, well, to, to impact people with disabilities. Well, I know they'll be good nuggets. Hey, before we end the show, Stan, what message do you want to leave with our listeners today? The message I want to um, leave with our listeners today is um, you have a voice. Um, just you have a voice, and a voice can be heard if you open your mouths and just love one another. That's what I have to say. That's what's come to my heart, that we need to love each other. Well, what a great message. You know, I end every show with a quote by a famous civil rights leader, and today it is from I Dare Dart, daughter of Justin Dart. Following right along with Stan Holbrook's words, she says, modified, words of her father, lead on no matter what. Lead on. And with that, Stan, thank you for being with us. We enjoyed having you. You have been listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice for Disability, on voiceamerica.com. See you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.